What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Against All Odds podcast. It's been a while since I had a video. Um, the last one I had was Mateo, and now I got two other teammates here, Maro and Joe. Um, I'm just going to apologize in advance if Joe or Maro say anything that's out of pocket or anything like that. Nothing to worry about. We'll see. Okay, so we'll start off some rapid-fire questions, and then we'll actually hop into the podcast. But what is your guys' full names? Uh, my name is Maro Cicero. Joseph Schmidt. <laughs> Hometown? Um, Norman, Oklahoma. And I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Classic. Position? Uh, midfielder. Same here. Center mid. Well, you say you're more of a center mid or more of a like forward? I'd say more of a, like a 10, natural 10. So whatever you want to Natural 10. Yeah. <laughs> natural. Creative. Um, Second striker. I want to say striker. I haven't played striker in a while. So, Okay. And then years as a pro. This is my fifth year. My first, yeah. Fifth year for you? Fifth year. Damn, you're older than I thought. 27. Yeah, that's pretty old. Favorite club? Uh, obviously, my football club, Barcelona. It's my favorite club. Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> Unlucky. It's a really tough, really tough week to be a Unlucky. United fan. Tough days. Yeah. Yeah, Brentford. How about what are your thoughts on Brentford, Joe? Quality side, you know, they were the better team on the day. Mm -hmm. Okay, next. That's what it is? <laughs> Favorite player? Favorite player? I mean, I would say Lionel, but I'll have to go Andres Iniesta. Okay. I mean, probably Wayne Rooney, um, but more so nowadays. That's really like watching Tiago. Tiago. Yeah, guy who plays my position. Yeah. And then is, are those the same players that you guys try to model your, your own playing career after, or is there a different player? Um, I mean, growing up, I kind of played more like an advanced, like attacking role. So Wayne Rooney was like definitely someone I tried to emulate, but mm -hmm. uh, obviously not so much anymore as I've kind of moved back more to like, like a six, eight role. So that's kind of why Tiago is someone I look up to. Yeah. I kind of, when I was growing up, I kind of really liked that. Players like Berbatov or Miku, I think he played, was it Fulham that he mm. played out for a little bit? Kind of like those taller tens, you know, strikers, like mm -hmm. little hybrids. So those, those type of players. Anybody now? Right now, not really. Just just Mauro Sichero. Just, you know, we're, ta we're taking the reins at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and then favorite food, favorite meal? Steak. <laughs> Love beef. Big beef. Probably good, good ribeyes, mashed potatoes, broccoli. I'm the same. I'm the yeah. same exact way. Yeah, I would say definitely steak. A good steak, some mashed potatoes. I'm going to uh, Chop House next week. Really? Yeah. I'm jealous for my uh, for my birthday. Yeah. There you go. So I'm excited for that. I haven't had a good like nice steak in a long time. We made steaks. I mean, I guess I keep saying the other day. It's probably yeah. a few weeks ago now, but. <laughs> It's the highlight of the month. Yeah, I mean, that was like the best thing we've done since we've been here. <laughs> we're, roommates. Yeah. we're roommates, too. I don't know. Yeah, if yeah, yeah. These guys live together. How is that living together? It's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Some days are better than others. You're not convincing me. That's good. There's no problems with Joe. Yeah. yeah good. And then favorite cheat meal? Favorite cheat meal. Well, is that a meal? I mean, I don't or know. Or snack? Favorite yeah, cheat I snack? Yeah, guess, I guess, yeah, cookies, chocolate chip cookie guy, like those. Mm. And then a burger. A burger. More beef, you know. <laughs> I'd say dessert, um, tres leches cake. It's probably my favorite. Um, and then, 
I mean, I think a little bacon burger, a little Five Guys, you know, if you're feeling Five Guys feeling, is the spot for yeah. sure. Okay. And then uh, last question before we actually get into the to the real real podcast and everything. Favorite movie? Oh, we just answered this at training the other day. Uh, Prisoners for me. What is that? Prisoners? Prisoners is about this girl that gets kidnapped. Um, Who's in it? We don't want to spoil anything. But uh, <laughs> you don't have to give me the whole Jake, synopsis. Oh, okay. Oh, Jake uh, Gyllenhaal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's kind of like the lead detective in there, and um, I think I've seen that. Yeah, it's really good. You should definitely go watch have it. You seen thought. it? I've never even heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What about you? Um, kind of depends on genre. I'd probably say Interstellar overall, though. Interstellar is yeah. sick. That's a good um, movie. That's a good like choice. Okay. Well, there we go. We got the uh, the uh, first couple questions out of the way. You guys feeling good? Nerves out now. Ready well, to hop in? Sure. You'll never be nervous. Yeah, you guys seem both you're very nervous for this. I remember <laughs> you guys were both saying that. You make me nervous, Matt. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Joe, with your ankle right now, honestly, yeah. it's not uh, going too well. What happened? Um, yeah, I mean, I just I just sprained it. Um, it looks like a high ankle sprain. Um, going to hopefully get an MRI here this week, and then they'll kind of know more, kind of the ligament damage and what's going on. Um, yeah, I mean, it happens. Injuries are part of football, but um, it's a little unfortunate, but yeah. And you injured it before you're about to see your girlfriend when we were about to travel up to New York, right? <laughs> yeah, so my girlfriend lives up in, in New Jersey, um, and yeah, we were supposed to go up there to play Red Bull. Um, yeah, a couple of days before that, injured it and had to make the phone call and let her know I wasn't going to make it. What'd she say? She was sad, but I mean, she understood. <laughs> she was sucks. nice about it, but yeah. yeah. And you hurt your ankle this week or last week too? I did. Just a little tweak. Nothing bad. We'll be back in training tomorrow. So. All right. Yeah. Hundred percent full training. Full training. We're good. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Once before, when I when I was at St. Louis, like my entire family, the entire like season, I, they really didn't come out that much to St. Louis. And then they had one trip planned to come out here to Charleston actually. And the weekend before, like I started the game, played well, and then for whatever reason, the next weekend, like I didn't make the travel squad just randomly yeah. and I was like damn and then so my whole just family coach decision yeah just coach oh, wow. decision yeah, yeah. that's tough and then the entire my entire family was here in Charleston whole extended family everybody had a full vacation and I, I didn't play I wouldn't even come so I just been stuck in St. Louis by myself I'm sure they had yeah. a good time still yeah no they had a great time it's a good city it, it sucked for me I was just back home doing nothing I kind of had something happen to me like that like it was my freshman year so I wasn't really playing a ton in, in college uh -huh. um, I played at Indiana by the way um, yeah, nice plug. Yeah. And then, uh, um, it was, uh, it was like one of our last games we played at Ohio state and like my whole extended family, my dad has like five other siblings, so like a uh -huh. ton of cousins there. And, uh, yeah, they basically just saw me warm up for, for 90 minutes. It was tough. Damn. That you know, sucks. That's soccer though. It yeah. happens. What I was actually going to talk about the college soccer on this podcast, but what do you like? There's a lot of hate. Like college soccer gets a lot of hate, like a lot. Really? You, seem, you don't think so? I love college soccer. I know, but like it does. It gets a lot of hate on like, I guess, YouTube or elsewhere. Like people saying like, oh, it's a bad decision or it's uh, not the best way, like the best path to go pro, which hmm. obviously is kind of true. But what are your guys' experience? You guys both played college soccer. Would you do it again? Would you go back and do something differently? What are your thoughts on it just in general? I think, you know, like I wasn't ready to be a pro at 18. Yeah. Like I just wasn't good enough. Um like I just needed to kind of grow into my body, you know, be the, just learn, you know, get more experience playing. And I think college was perfect for me. Um, I think maybe the hate, well, if I'm going to hate on it is maybe the format of it, you mm -hmm. know, like you only play three months. 
Yeah. So if you have one little tiny like ankle injury, then you're missing five, six games. Um, and that can, you know, it can make it hard to go pro afterwards. But I think, you know, a lot of people aren't ready to go pro that young. If you mm-hmm. are, you're definitely a special one, you know. So mm-hmm. that's what yeah. I about it. Yeah, I was the same way. I mean, there was no chance I could have played, you know, at this level at 17, 18. So I needed, I needed again, yeah, time to grow. I was pretty immature. I was small. Not that I'm mature now, but um, yeah, I mean, I just needed that time to kind of grow and develop and kind of learn the tactical side of the game. And, yeah. you know, I think I think it was really beneficial for that. Yeah, I'm the exact exact same way. And like, did you guys both graduate? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> almost. Uh, yeah. About a year out. About a yeah. year out. A little but asterisks. You, uh, you went to SMU in Texas. Went to SMU. Uh, loved it there. Um, you know, not like a... At that time, it wasn't like a top, top program, I would say. Um, it had good history, uh, but it's a really well-run program. You know, top-notch guys that go there, um, you know, on and off the field, which I think is super important. Yeah. When you're forming yourself as a young man, 18, 19, 20, to be surrounded by good people um, is very important. So that's what I got. You know, that's yeah. a thing I like to take away from it when I look back at it. Yeah. Like, I, I think, like, yeah, like you guys said, I wasn't ready to go pro 18. I wasn't even really ready at 21. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I, I, I like, I loved it. Like I thought I had so much fun. I didn't get a degree, but I worked towards it. And then <laughs> um, just overall too, like the experience of it, like I had so much fun. Like I thought it was the perfect balance of social life, studying to get my backup plan and then also like developing a lot. And like college has like, you guys have right. great facilities too. Like I'm yeah. sure at Indiana, you guys' facilities were like, probably could rival top clubs over in Europe. Yeah. I mean, it just to kind of speak on like the experience side of playing college soccer, like I kind of was coming of age, right. When like the DA was really in its prime. Mm -hmm. So like I didn't play high school soccer and I really like kind of missed out on that opportunity, like play with your friends that you go to school with and Mm -hmm. see every day and, you know, talk about the games, like in the locker room and stuff. And, you know, that was tough sometimes. Um, cause all my friends were, you know, playing soccer in high school too. And, they seem to be having fun. So I think college was like, like you said, like the perfect balance of social life and, and school and all of that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I loved it. You know, IU was a, you know, is a great program, has a lot of history and I was kind of lucky to kind of trip my way in there somehow. And how did you, you know. get that? Yeah. I mean, I, for me, it was really, I think, you know, I was scouted a little bit. I wasn't like a blue chip recruit by any means. Um, I'd had some success early on in my kind of youth career and then kind of fell off. You know, I was kind of a late bloomer and everyone kind of surpassed me and I didn't really stand out anymore. But, but I think what did it for me was, you know, just kind of being persistent and like reaching out first to schools, not mm-hmm. waiting to be reached out to, and then going to, going to ID camps. Like yeah. I went to, I went to IU's ID camp and did well there, I guess. And, you know, kind of built a relationship with the coaches cause they could, you know, at those camps, what, what's so good about those, I think, and why I would recommend it to, you know, younger players trying to play college soccer is like, they can, they can see your personality. They can see how you train. Mm-hmm. They can talk to you more. It's not just like going to a showcase and like, oh, they're only going to really notice the guy who like scores three goals or something like that. And, you know, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of I just kind of grinded my way in there. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't a scholarship guy for my first few years. Really? And, no. Yeah, I was a walk on. So 
Okay. Yeah. It was, it was, Wait, so you, did you, you walked on your first year, like you, they full on had you in and try out with the, no, the no, it wasn't like that. I just guess a roster just, spot? yeah, just a roster spot, okay, I okay. guess. Yeah. How did you get seen by SMU? So in Norman, Oklahoma. Um, so I moved, Soccer Mecca. I moved back to <laughs> Oklahoma when I was like 15 and, um, you know, I remember starting to play on some club teams and the philosophy being so different, you know, of like what I was used to in Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wasn't enjoying it. So I remember telling my dad, I was like, I don't think I'm going to play college soccer, which was, you know, kind of like an idea that we had for when I was moving back. Um, I was like, I'm just not enjoying it. And then he's like, well, you know, since you excelled on the field, you know, and you're not going to be doing that anymore, then we're going to need you to excel in the classroom. All A's. And if you don't come in under all A's, then we'll have to stop paying for your school. You know, my dad's, it's a good way to motivate, yeah. you know? And then I looked at how much I'd have to be paying <laughs> if that was the case, which let's be honest, it could happen. Um, mm-hmm. Would have happened. And so then uh, kind of like late senior year, my spring semester, we, Tulsa would talk to me a lot, Tulsa University, just from Oklahoma games. And so I went and visited there. Um, kind of verbally committed there. Um, and then a kid that went to SMU that went to my high school kind of had a connection with my coach still at my high school. So they invited the assistant coach from SMU to come up for a scrimmage. And then they had me down for a visit and I fell in love with SMU. So fortunately I had to decommit from Tulsa <laughs> and, uh, commit. How was to that phone call? Their conference rivals, uh, SMU. Yeah. Um, from what I remember, it wasn't an amazing phone call. Yeah. The guy, I mean, he, he was very respectful. He's like, you know, I understand that. Um, so it happens, mm-hmm. you know, but I think it was the best decision for me. So mm-hmm. that's what matters. Yeah. That's good. I, I mean, I gave my word to a school and I kind of stuck with that, but I mean, everybody's path is different. different. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think, you know, in this life, your word is your bond. So yeah. it says a lot about Mara, <laughs> about his character. Yeah, no. but, but he was young. You know, that's I just mean, me. I haven't seen him really grow and change yet, but we hopefully. all ended up in the same situation, <laughs> <laughs> in the same spot. And then how did, how did you guys go from playing in college and then getting your first pro opportunities? Yeah, I mean, for me, you I had, you had a great collegiate career with. Uh, well, Indiana. I mean, so did Morrow. I mean, I you know, yeah, everyone. I mean, for me individually, I was never like a stat guy. I kind of mm-hmm. played my role as the six, and um, you know, was a ball winner and an organizer, but I was never a guy making headlines. So for me, kind of coming out of college, like I think definitely having Indiana on the resume helped um, get into some trials. I was undrafted. Um, and I kind of, I kind of figured like it was going to be difficult to try and go on trial and get into an MLS first team. Mm-hmm. So I, I think my, I was always realistically looking at like the USL championship. Um, yeah, I kind of, kind of similar way to how I got it, got into IU. I kind of went on trial places and, you know, mm-hmm. luckily something stuck here in Charleston. So where were you before Charleston? Um, I was at Loudon and then briefly at, at crew two, like okay. in MLS next pro. Okay. For a couple of days. Yeah. yeah. And then you had, what, how many goals did you score in college? 27. Did you say? I don't really remember exactly what the number is, but I think it's I think it's close to 30. <laughs> 31 goals, five assists. Yeah. I, I honestly There's don't, no I don't, I don't 1,960 you know, minutes played. Um, probably, yeah, probably about between 25 and 30. Yeah. Like that. And then you were drafted. 
out of college? Uh, drafted, yeah, second round to SC Dallas. Um, I did unfortunately turn my ACL about four or five games before season ended. So kind of went in with recovering, and and that was a whole that was a whole uh, thing I wasn't prepared for. That's for sure. You know, you're you're having a great senior season. Um, you're kind of like already picturing what's coming next and and then you kind of get set back and then the recovery's not going well so uh, I was there about for like two years just kind of recovering and it wasn't really coming together um, and then the following year I was feeling better and I was finally starting to like look at opportunities I could get and my agent was like you know I got a player at Battery we should get you on a trial there for a weekend I was like yeah sure I, I it was honestly my last like attempt that mm -hmm. I was gonna do, and came out here. The coach said, you know, we'll give you a call in about a week. We'll let you know. And then he called me back and he's like, you know, we're gonna offer you. And I was like, great. See you there. Damn. So, so that was, if that wasn't gonna work, you were just gonna <clears throat> quit. Yeah, because it had been three years at that point. Mm -hmm. um, like you know, not bringing in money. You're kind of recovering. Your mental side is horrible at that point. You're like, well, maybe I just can't do it anymore. You know. Um, so luckily, we uh, we took the flight out here and, and we got the chance to, to play out here for the battery. And then when you guys signed, like, and then you beca became a pro, especially for you, Joe, since your first year, was there any like misconceptions that you thought like, oh, this is what it's like to be a pro, and then you actually became a pro, and then it's different than when you thought. And I know too, we're playing USL, we're not playing uh, for powerhouse Manchester United beating up. I don't know if I'd want to play for Manchester United <laughs> right now, but uh, no, I mean. Um, I don't know if misconception's the right word, but I definitely, I, I started to realize how much free time I had and needed yeah. to deal with. Like, to be honest, you know, it can be boring sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, you're sitting around, you're kind of waiting, you know, it's a waiting game. You're waiting for the next training you're waiting for the game. Like, you know, you can't nap all day, you know, so what are you going to do? <laughs> so you got to kind of, kind of find some hobbies and fill your free time with that yeah. and be smart with how you spend your time. How about you? Anything? I would say, it's, you know, I think coming out of college or you know you've established you, you know you're probably one of the top guys on your team if you're making it pro um so you kind of get kind of understand that you're the guy or you're not gonna your spot's not gonna be rivaled i think now it's like every day you come into training it's like there's three or four guys in your position that can play just as good or better than you so you have to be turned on every day mm -hmm. um so it's kind of like something you have to like readjust you're like okay well we gotta you know we gotta fight every week um, so it's a good thing though. You know, I think it just makes you better. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I even think about that watching, like looking at the bench when it zooms over the bench, when you're watching like prem games and you're looking at the bench, you're like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. right. like, that's crazy. The amount of talent that's just sitting there too. Millions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, that both those were really true to me. I mean, even for today's like a Wednesday. So we have a Wednesday off day this week. What'd you guys do today? Just hang out. Did you do anything? I mean, yeah, I've been, I had rehab this morning, so I went in for treatment. Um, mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I've just kind of been trying to stay off my foot. So this weekend's been like absurdly boring. Yeah, for that's, me. that's the hardest thing too, is when yeah. you're injured yeah. or you're not playing, you're not traveling on the weekend. Right. And then now, now you even have more free time than mm. normal, which is already a lot of free time. Yeah. Right. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the real professionals went in for, you know, recovery today and got better. And, yeah, so yeah. I was totally. also there with Joe. Well, actually, just I finished a workout. I'm a little yeah. sore. <laughs> <laughs> I worked out with Matt once this year. He's never come back. <laughs> uh, you uh, FaceTime Vanessa today? <laughs> Not today, but maybe later. <laughs> now that yeah. I said that, I guess I have to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> How long have you been with Vanessa? 
Uh, it's gonna be three years in October. So yeah, it's three been a years while. in October. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Three days. Damn. Three yeah. days. Think about the next step at all, or uh, we're gonna plead the fifth on that <laughs> one for now. Do you? I think though. Like, what do you? What are your thoughts on like girlfriends and your career as well? Like, do you think it's more positive distraction? Do you think it's more of a negative distraction? Do you think it can help? Do you think it can't help? Because I've heard varying opinions. I actually think it's a, it was a, especially in college, I think it was a positive uh, distraction because the guys who don't have girlfriends are going out all the time to Mm -hmm. try and meet girls, you know? I was, you know, a lot of times staying in and, you know, getting called a simp or whatever (laughs) by your buddies, but like, you know, I was getting good sleep. I was able to train well every day and like, I wasn't drinking and stuff. So I don't know. For me, it's been a positive distraction. No, it's definitely, yeah. if we're just talking like football wise, definitely a positive experience, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it keeps you grounded. It, you have someone to talk to about, you know, maybe if I'm having trouble, a couple of weeks of training, I'm not doing well. Am I going to talk to Matt Sheldon? No. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, I feel more comfortable wouldn't. speaking with my significant other. Um, I think it's, it is very hard to find someone with our careers, um, you know, because mm-hmm. we're bouncing around, you know, you've been... On like four or five different clubs in the last what been five, cut from a lot six, of clubs yeah uh, understandably <laughs> and um you know so it's hard to find someone that is willing to be along on the journey you know mm-hmm. um because they have to make si- sacrifices for their own careers so i think it's positive it's just you know it is kind of hard to find someone mm-hmm. what do you like you said like it is like a tough thing bouncing around what do you think is the worst part like the thing that gives you the most stress about being like a usl championship player um, I don't know. I mean, stress wise, I guess just like, yeah, like having to perform every day in training. Cause like every, like Mara was saying, like pretty much everyone can do the job at a pretty similar level. So mm-hmm. if you're not at your peak every day, you're not going to play. Um, I think too, and I guess this kind of ties back to like misconceptions, but like, I didn't realize how like tough the travel was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in college, like it's pretty regional. In the Big Ten, at least, you know, we played up in Michigan or Maryland was like our farthest trip. That was like a three-hour flight. Like every other weekend in the USL, we're like, like last weekend you guys flew out to New York. And then from Charleston, you got to go all the way out to L.A. this weekend. Mm-hmm. So, it's and it's back-to-back. You know, you get back. Sometimes the flights are early. Um, so, I don't know if that's like stress necessarily, but like it's it's something else you kind of have to worry about. And like it's manage. tiring. Right. Mm-hmm. especially for like a 10 month season, like the amount of trips you have to do over the whole season, it's tough. Right. But yeah, I was even, I looked it up cause I was talking about this in one of my last like vlogs or something, but um, like the average MLS team travels like 40,000 miles in a season yeah, and the it. average premier league team travels 4,000 miles in a season. Wow, that's crazy. So we travel or MLS, but we're the same, but we travel 10 <laughs> times the amount. In a season, that's crazy. And they probably travel a lot more comfortable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the travel they do, yeah, yeah they're in the right. chartered flights. They're the bus, you know, nice the bus. Food. <laughs> we got we got layovers, three hour layovers yeah. at times in Atlanta airport. Yeah, it's tough. Right. Um, I would say the most stressful thing is, you know, unless you're really like a household name in the league, like you're not getting long term contracts. So mm-hmm. you know, one year you're here. Am I going to be here? You know, you just never know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's kind of hard to organize your life like any other 26, 25, 20, you know, later 20 year old people that get to kind of plan their five year plan and stuff like that. Um, and then also kind of just injuries, you know, you have one bad injury, 
you might have to retire. Mm-hmm. Then you have to find a new job. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of. Or even like, back. okay, now I'm back to the, the starting point again. Exactly. Have to go on trials again. Yeah, all that stuff. Like that's, that's not fun. That's never fun. No. no. For sure. Yeah. I, I agree. And then uh, I think that that's hard too. Because like, especially for you. Because we even had the conversation like a few months ago. Like you're the type of person that likes to be settled down in one place. Right. For and sure. I was like, well, welcome to the USA. Yeah, I know. That's, <laughs> yeah. We'll see. I'm sure, I'm sure this winter is going to, you know, this first off season is going to be a bit of a mm-hmm. rude awakening in that front. But yeah, I, I felt like for me, like the first, I was the same way or am still the same way. And I've gotten better at it. But like the first off season, first two, I was so stressed out, like thinking about like, where am I going to go next? Where, how am I going to get there? How am I going to set up the next place? Am I going to like my teammates? What's going to go mm-hmm. on? And then you kind of like realize well, that that's it the thing too. Out. Like, even if you do stay in the same place, like there's so much turnover in this mm-hmm. league, especially like you got, you got a whole new team basically every year and yeah. new, new friends you have to make and get to know. So okay, what about some positives? You yeah. Know? What's your favorite yeah. thing? Look at you, yeah, Mr. Yeah, positivity. Yeah, yeah. I told you I turned a page a He's long time over a new leaf. Um, wow. No, I think kind of hitting off that it's, you know, there is turnover, but I think you get to meet unique people on each team. You know, like you get a set of new guys every year that, have so many different backgrounds, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, a couple guys on the team, like Jill Bell coming from Cuba, like that's, an, you know, and you've played with a couple of other Cuban guys, mm-hmm. right? You know, you get to hear like their, their life stories, stories about how like, they got here. Yeah. Well, my life is a lot easier than yours. Bro. Like, um, so I think that's probably one of the coolest parts about our job. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just, also just making friends our age, you know, a lot of people that have normal jobs, they kind of, if they move to a new city, like, they're like, how do I make friends? Yeah. You know, yeah. like they have to either start new hobbies or something like that, which is crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, so. Yeah. Are you going to talk about how we became, how I became a co-owner, uh, become a leader? No, we won't talk you about haven't, that. You haven't announced that yet to the no. brand? When are you going to ask us about our political and religious <laughs> beliefs? And religious beliefs. <laughs> yeah, let's, get, <laughs> let's get the people If you want to dive up. into that, we can dive into that. We uh, get views, man. We <laughs> need some controversy. Yeah. I was actually going to, you know, like some podcasters will like fake fights or whatever, have guests on there, get pissed off. You want me to walk off? If you walk off, that'd be a great thing. It'll take a while. (laughs) 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 The music just starts playing. It's just like, okay. Okay. So we talked about our stressful experiences, like the worst parts about playing in the USL. We talked about our best parts. Um, What do you think has been like the biggest learning experience as a pro? Anything that sticks out to you? You want to go first? Um, I would say it's, you know, let's say like you're playing, you know, a lot. And then all of a sudden you get benched or you have an injury and then you come back and then you're not playing. Mm-hmm. I think it's dealing with, you know, yourself mentally um, and physically as well, obviously. Um, and just how to learn how to deal with that, those feelings and how to not turn it into a worse situation, right? Because yeah. like if you get down you're not playing and then you're like well you know the coach loves this guy above me you know and then you kind of put that in your head then you're not going to train hard and mm-hmm. it's just gonna put yeah, you down there's like a lot of players that you see fall in that like cycle of like mm-hmm. whatever and it just goes downhill quick yeah. it is hard like it is hard to be like okay just yeah. come keep keep good attitude keep training keep doing this and yeah. then to break out of that cycle yeah. it's tough i think um like something i've always thought that was like really good for myself is like I really prioritize how I train to how instead of like just games like I feel like a lot of people just look at their games and like well 
I'm performing good in these games, so you know I'm feeling better. Or I'm performing bad in these games, so I'm they're down. Mm-hmm. I just think if you prioritize training, it's a lot easier to stay on top of your game mm-hmm. over just doing just focusing on the games. So yeah, yeah, because especially with good and bad games, or there's even games where you right. don't even get touches. Like you, against New York Red Bulls, like it's like I had like 30 passes that game because yeah. it's just so the pressing was so different. And we won through zero. <laughs> <laughs> damn and i gotta look in the mirror now <laughs> yeah but it's, it is true i do the same thing i even do it with like goals and like goal setting of like instead of like goal setting about how many assists and whatever i want or whatever damn it's really raining now oh i like it Morrow on the way here so we saw some clouds so i'm again from cleveland ohio and Morrow's <laughs> lived half his life in like spain or somewhere nice and his career has been here in charleston and he sees some clouds kind of yeah, blocking out the sun. He's like, "Oh, it looks like what'd you call it? Like doomsday." Okay. <laughs> it, was, it just got really dark. I was, was shocked. Like I was like, "Hold on, this is like partially sunny. <laughs> like this is like a summer's day in yeah. Cleveland, you know." And like, I don't know. He, I did the same. Maybe last. I do the same exact thing because, like, being from Portland, it rains all the time. So if it's all clouds and the sun's poking through, I'm like, "Oh, it's a beautiful sunny right. day." But Mimi's like, "This is a terror. This is inside sweater weather." get under the blanket type mm. thing. Like, it's just so different. Just, I don't know. How was playing over in Spain? It's great. I mean, it's, you know, it's definitely more um, technically focused. Like, you have mm. to, you know, you learn your technique, and, and that's how you advance, really. Um, but the competition over there, I mean, when I was growing up, I was a little bit above average, I would say. You know, uh, the average kid there. Like, it's just there's so much talent over there for those young kids. Mm. and. And they take it so seriously from a young age, which now I see, I can see our, the next generation of Americans are starting to take it seriously. Yeah. Like Mateo, we're listening to the pod about Mateo, you know, 13, he's already getting called up to the national team. So like that point you're like, oh, I might have a chance of making it pro at 18. Mm-hmm. So you start taking it so seriously. When I was 14, 15, I was just playing with my friends in Spain, you know, having fun. I mean, obviously competing and trying to be good, but always in I didn't like take it as my life yet. Yeah. Until like I got to like college and then I was like, okay, well there is a chance there, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. The, uh, like the development, like the youth development now is so good compared to like where I was right, at, yeah. bro. There was not even an Academy team it's insane. in Oregon when I was growing up. Not one, there's one year, there's one Academy team and they had, they lasted for one season and I didn't make the team. And then that was it. Do you think though, folded. do you think we're losing like a little bit of like, character that comes with like kind of grinding like maybe on a club team or like and you know i don't know i think it's versus still, coming I through mean, like these mls academies where everything's given to you kind of i think there are kids like that like for sure like you know fc dallas academy kids that have been there their whole life like whatever like morrow you know he's even has that sense of arrogance with right him. but there's also those guys that are growing up that are like getting cut from the team that are going to have to play ecnl for a couple seasons do something so i think there's always going to be yeah fair, problems with that like, not every kid's gonna have like the perfect oh, right i honestly yeah. just don't understand the whole like how the system's set up right now there's so many layers of like yeah. academy well, and there's no there's da ECNL. anymore now right it's all mls next. mls next MLS next, and then ecnl which ECNL is like, has a boys thing yeah oh okay yeah gotcha at least that's what that's what i'm i think so far i'm okay. not 100 percent sure but i'm like 90 percent sure with that so like what i mean and they don't play each other then. So, like, what's MLS Next is considered, like, the the academy, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. But now even the club teams, they're training, like, three, four times a week. Like, my club team trained yeah. twice. And one of the days was a fitness day. 
and he just ran around the track. <laughs> How American is that? <laughs> bro? Great. And then I would, after we were done, we would go and I would that's be like, oh, let's do something. Let's go shoot. Let's do right. something with the ball. But like, See, that's terrible. That's what I moved, when I moved from Spain, that's what I moved into. Yeah. It was like, run, 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 not mm -hmm. think off the ball. I'm like, what are we doing here? Mm -hmm. We're just like, I was like, when I was six, you'd chase after the ball. You yeah. know, try to go dribble people. Right. But like. It's very 1v1 focused over here. Yeah. It's yeah. like very like, okay, just kind of chill, wait for the ball to come. I mean, at least as in lower levels. But then even at the, like I've seen from pros here versus in, when I was playing in Germany or wherever, like even low levels Germany, it was so team based, mm -hmm. like two touches all the way around, even with no restriction. And even on the 1v1, if it's not ex glaringly obvious to go 1v1, it's keep on building and passing mm -hmm. the ball around. Yeah. This is very different. But, uh. It's kind of funny, like the stereotypes are always like a little bit true. But then having said that, like you're, you're going to get Germans that can go 1v1. You're going to get, you know, yeah. Americans that play tiki taka. It's, it's, it's yeah. always like that. Um, do you have interest to go play over in Europe, like in Scandinavia or anywhere else? Yeah, I mean, that'd be really cool. I don't know. I mean, we'll cross that bridge if we ever come to it. We'll mm -hmm. take it one year at a time. But yeah, it'd be a really cool experience. I'd love to do that for sure. Mm -hmm. Do you have your Spanish, you have your Spanish citizenship? I do. I That's do. nice. Uh, you, are you thinking about doing that at all? Like even trying to go over and play even like in the Tercero division or something? Um, not really, no. honestly. Um, but I mean, if, if, if an opportunity came, I would honestly look at it. But I, I think I'd be less likely to take it now, especially when getting a little older, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it's just allowed to be a lot, I feel like. How old are you again? Just so everyone knows. It's not that old, guys, especially in football, but 27, you know, we come into... I mean, I'm turning 27 next week, and I right. feel like I'm old. Huh? You're turning 27? Yeah. No, no, you're not even in that decade anymore. <laughs> not even in my 20s. <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah. I have six like, days of being in my 20s. That's pretty yeah. crazy to think about. Podcast at the nursing home here. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so, like, body-wise, though, like, not going Like, I feel, yeah. I feel good, like... I feel athletic. I feel yeah. sharp. I feel all that you stuff. You look good. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. So. I think, yeah, I think like something, you know, with experience comes with managing your body and, mm -hmm. and you kind of know what, you know, what, how much workload you should be doing mm -hmm. is what's beneficial for you at this point. You know, when yeah. I was 21, I was like, I don't know. So I just listened to whatever the coach is saying, but mm -hmm. maybe that wasn't really what I needed. So. Now I have, if, if I have a teammate that's telling me, Hey, let's go over here. Let's keep doing these pec flies and chest press. I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going to go home. Don't need this. Just trying to make you better. Now spends a, a lot of time in the gym. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Do you you say when you go to the gym for you, do you like it more of like a mental thing? Do you think it's more of just like a activity? Like do you like working out in general? Like yeah. why do you go to I'll the gym? I'd say it's one of my hobbies. So yeah. like just kind of going there kind of clears my head from any other work. Like if I'm stressing about something, uh, mm -hmm. kind of just go to the gym. You know, it's just you get you move your body. It's kind of you know yeah. training and stuff. Um, it's good for you. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, at the end of the day. And so if you're smart about it, you're not going to be doing heavy barbell back squats two days out from a game. Right. I don't. Maybe I don't know. No, if you no. look at my legs, obviously that is not me. <laughs> um, that's more off season work. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's just kind of another place for me to kind of go and, and just you know feel good and, and kind of walk out of there and, I, and then I can feel be more positive. You know, help relationships stuff like that. Mm -hmm. What are you gonna do for this off season? You, gonna, you said you're gonna go back to Austin, right? Yeah, um, I'll head. I'll spend like a week in Oklahoma, just see some family up there, and then I'll head down to Austin, kind of hang out with my dogs there. Um, Your actual dogs? My actual or? dogs. No. Okay. <laughs> my friends are more than welcome to come visit me too. Um, they'll probably come in town. 
And then I'm getting to go, uh, uh, gonna go to Spain for like two, three weeks. Uh-huh. Uh, see my sister. I haven't seen her in like six years. So, COVID. Six you know? years? Yeah, COVID. Oh, damn. And then coming out of college, you don't have money. Like, it's hard, you know? Yeah. It's an expensive trip. So, really excited about that. Um, and then, yeah, that's about it, really. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? I got a little road trip planned. I'm gonna go. Once I leave Charleston, I'm going to head up. Uh, my sister just started at Wake, Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's playing there. So I'm going to go watch her game. Is that Virginia? Is that not Virginia? Uh, North Carolina. North Carolina. Winston-Salem. Yeah. I'm not good at the East Coast schools yeah, and everything. Um, but then I'm going from there. Um, my buddy plays at Belmont in Nashville. One of my buddies from IU, he transferred there. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to go watch his game. And I'm going to drive from Nashville up to Bloomington, Indiana. See all my buddies there. Watch their game. And then I'll head back to Cleveland um, and then probably go visit Vanessa in New Jersey for a couple of weeks and, and then try and stay fit through all that. Yeah. You know? So, And then training wise, I know this is going to be your first real off season, I guess, yeah. for at, at the pro level. What What's your like philosophy with like or going to be for training, rest, workouts, all that kind of stuff? Well, I mean, now with this injury, kind of the most important thing is going to be making sure I'm feeling good. Um, mm-hmm. The first probably month of the off season for me is normally pretty rest focused. I like to like to take some time off, um, kind of shut it down, and make sure everything's feeling good, and then and then I'll start building up. Um, I used to kind of when I was younger, I used to kind of overtrain in the off season, and then by the time the season would come around, I'd, you know, like an overuse injury would pop up, and now mm-hmm. I'm, like, dealing with something new, so I, you know, I've kind of learned to be a little smarter with that stuff, but, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I'm kind of more of a, um, definitely disconnect. Um, anything like family, I'll prioritize that over any training or anything like that that I have to do, because then, you know, as you said, like, you don't really get to see your family for nine, ten months out of the year, unless they might come out to one game or something. Um, so I try to spend as much time with my family, see some friends, you know, um, and then training. I mean, stay fit. Um, like to goal set a little bit for the next year. Like, what did we miss this season? You know, how can you make that better coming into this next season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of like how Joe said, like he needs to focus on his health and make sure his ankle's good. Um, so yeah, just try to find stuff like that. How was this last off season? Cause you were coming back, right? This last off season, you were coming back from your last ACL mm-hmm. injury. Yeah. Did you have stress with like trying to find a team? And I know, cause you didn't have, yeah. cause you were here last time, but you yeah. didn't get re-signed. You had a, you came in on trial, right? Technically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, tore ACL last year after the first game, which is blessing, you know, kind of, cause then by the next preseason, yeah. you're healthy, you know, you're not coming mid season or something like that. Um, so yeah, it's obviously stressful. Um, you know, you can have all the talks you want with clubs and stuff, but when you're coming back from a long injury like that, they're not going to really sign you until they see you play. So you have to do your trials and stuff like that. Um, so I told Charles and I really wanted to come back here and they said, you know, you come in for preseason if you're looking good, um, then, then we could get mm-hmm. you back for year three. So, and came back preseason. I mean, it's tough. You know, because then you're still a little mentally not super confident in any department of soccer, but especially like your injury, like if you get re-injured again, then yeah. it's probably over at that point. Um, so that's always kind of in the back of your head. Um, and so, yeah, but it was, it was a good preseason. Um, my body felt a lot better than I thought it was going to be. So mm-hmm. 
you know, the older you get, the better you feel, right? And, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So ended up signing for third year here. Very happy about it. And then I, uh, we got off to the wrong foot because I came in and I stole your number. I felt pretty bad about that. Oh, yeah. yeah, halfway through off season, I see my number 13 just <laughs> get <laughs> offloaded to the first signing of the off season. I, it was, that didn't help the mental health. <laughs> Is that like your childhood number? No, no, no. it's not. Um, well, then it's 14 and then... And the second signing, I actually got 14. So I was like, well, <laughs> going to have to find a new number this year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, definitely didn't like Matt coming into the mm-hmm. into the season this year. There's some hostility there day one, I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah. Maybe. I don't know. No. Nah, not for my part. For my I mean, part. If you're jealous of me, I'm, yeah, I can see that. Well, I just didn't like you just as a person for the first week. Person or anything else? No, oh, just a person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of me? I thought you were weird. <laughs> Fair assessment. Some weird ass kid from the Rust Belt. Oh, should we tell oh, him yeah. how we started off our relationship, Joe? What? So I was our, like, Joe wasn't here the first day of preseason. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or were you? I think it was, yeah. Are you were? Okay, well, I moved into the apartments before Joe. Mm-hmm. And oh, um, our nice. manager kind of like texted me. He's like, hey, you got your new roommate coming in. This is his number. He's going to text you or whatever. So I get a text from Joe. He's like, hey, like, what's the apartment number? Um, I got to move in, you know. So I gave him our neighbors, hoping that it would be unlocked, like the guys. So <laughs> Joe ended up just walking into, like, some 70-year-old man's house. Oh, this poor guy. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Burst into this guy's house. He's got, like, his cats there. He's watching TV. He's like, hmm? Like, <laughs> like oh, my bad. <laughs> Wrong room. Why, why did you and do I, that? I went over just to prank him for next right away. You gotta show go, them rookies how you know. It's nothing easy. That was hilarious. I knew I knew I was gonna get along with Morrow though once he did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a good test. You know, if the yeah. guy comes in all like all like, pissed off. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, this is gonna it's be rough here. That's funny. He took it well. He took it well. <laughs> That's really funny. Well, um, okay, so if you had it's a different question, I'm just change the topic. But if I, you won ten million dollars right now. Would you, what would you change? Like, what would you buy? Would you keep on playing in the USL? Like, what would you do differently? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely keep playing. I mean, I don't play because of money. Yeah. So I play because I love it. So I'm going to play till, till I either don't love it anymore till my body tells me I can't anymore. So, mm. um, my $10 million, I mean, you know, I'm probably, probably invest in that in some wisely chosen stocks or something, <laughs> making more money. I don't know. NFTs? Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, we'll <laughs> Joe's very strategic with his money and yeah. his budget. I got a big, yeah, I'm a big budgeter. Yeah. yeah. I'm a big, I love, I love a good budget. Yeah, you gotta be thrifty. Uh, yeah. Would yeah. hmm. you, uh, what would you do? I would do, you know, one, I'd probably try to not help, but offer some sort of gratitude to some people that have helped me in my past. Um, you know. So how much you giving me? That makes me you? feel bad. Yeah. I didn't even think no, we already about, talked like, about this. You <laughs> said that you'd only give me a hundred thousand dollars if you won a billion in the lottery. So you're not getting anything. That's horrible. I'd give you a hundred thousand dollars. You can't get mad if I give you a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's kind of that's that's yeah. your that's okay. that's on you. I don't know. If I won a billion dollars, I would give Joe. I would give him a couple mil. You know, he's my roommate. Really? Like, yeah, a couple close mil. Friend. Yeah, make sure he's set. You, you know, like, okay. I mean, that's why you be nice to people. You exactly. never know who's gonna just Matt give a billion is, yeah. dollars. Matt sells a lot. To you. He sells a lot online. <laughs> yeah. Don't buy in real life sometimes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Matt's a great guy. Matt's a great guy. Um, oh yeah, just kind of help. You know, people or not or not help. Just show gratitude to people who have helped me in the past. Probably take a really fun trip with my sister in Europe, and uh, yeah, then just invest the rest and. 
make sure I have stuff for when I'm done playing soccer and I wouldn't have to worry about having to go find a daily job or that way I can I could continue to pursue something that I would want to do, mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever that would be. All right, so my answer was super boring now that Morrow spoke, so I'm going to go again. Um, besides investing a good portion of it, <laughs> yeah, I'd definitely take a trip or something, give some to charity. That's mm -hmm. good, you know. What charity? I, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Lies. Called him out. Lies. Uh. No, look, uh, you know, worthwhile charity. Uh, maybe the King James Foundation in Cleveland, you know, doing great stuff for the city, so... I don't know. Fun fact: He knows everything about Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Cleveland. I went through. You sent Cleveland me some Cleveland. Joe sent Nobody me else a, does. Ohio uh, against the world. Joe sent me like a Midwestern Twitter <laughs> account like yesterday. Like like last what was night. his name? Huh? What was the account? We don't have to go into that. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was like a. We, he sent me a what Midwest. the Midwest versus everybody one? Yeah, mid Midwest yeah, yeah. versus everybody. But he oh. sent it to me from your other account, I think. We don't have to, no, yeah, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I, I went through that, uh, that Twitter for like an hour, just scrolling through Twitter because I'm obsessed with like Midwestern culture. I think it's the coolest thing. Why? I don't know. I, I wish I could tell you. Like, have, actually, you seen, have you seen that guy uh, like on TikTok, like the hello buddy guy who's like up in some Wisconsin cabin and he just like lives his life up there? Really? No. Yeah, I love it. I actually deleted TikTok, so. Another side bet. Yeah. There you go. That we have. Yeah. But I, I was I loved it. I was going through it, reading all the stuff about Midwesterners. Can you smell when a storm's coming? Is that a true thing? Yeah. Yeah. Really? You can do that in other regions too though. I don't, think so. So. I don't I've know. I've never why. smelled really when a storm's you can't coming. smell like you wake up and you walk outside and you don't like smell oh it smells like it's gonna rain. Like no. a heavy storm. No. Hmm. I don't know. You can I mean Oklahoma's no. kinda of Midwest. Yeah. Too, yeah. Well you like tornadoes and stuff like yeah. Yeah. So what would you do if you got ten million dollars map? I'd give it to my teammates. <laughs> Absolutely, two hundred fifty k waste bro. to every That's, single teammate. Yeah. I would love to see how so you, would, you would have split it up evenly, even for the younger, like you know, the people that have been through hardships in their lives, like me. You wouldn't give me like a little more cushion, or you, you, you know, so EJ, Dan is getting example. like basically yeah. spending money for his new like Alexander McQueen Queens. <laughs> no, I'm not giving, giving that to anybody, bro. Mm. There's no way. <laughs> I'm giving that to anybody. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll go out buy a nice dinner for a couple of you guys. That's about it. That'd be nice. Yeah. Steak? No, not that nice. That's not on the budget. Yeah, no. What's your favorite restaurant in Charleston? That's a good question since you've been here. Um, I liked Slightly North Abroad a lot. That was pretty good. Yeah, I need to go. Um, I went to Magnolia's. That was okay. I'd say there or... I don't know. I'm really, really excited for Chop House. I want to see how yeah, that... Yeah, that sounds good. I went to, oh, I went to Lay Farfell. Lay Farfall. What's so funny? Farfall. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah, same thing. <laughs> same is, that thing. The, is that the place with like the window in and like you see the kitchen or is that a different? What was that other Italian place you were telling me to go to? Maybe Renzo's? Oh, no, no, no. Um, I'm blanking right now. Um, what are, it's whatever. right next to Leon's. Yeah. Melfi's. Melfi's. That Melfi's. place was really good. Melfi's does have. Melfi's? Yes. Okay. Melfi's. Yep. Melfi's. Just, just how you said it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. M-E-L-F. Got it. Yeah, yeah. All right, so this is going to be another hard question. Um, what small change have you made in your life, <clears throat> in your life over the last couple of years that's had the biggest impact on your career or your life? Can you think of anything? Hmm. 
I would say it's keeping up your relationships that were once in your day-to-day life that are not there because you move places or, you know, just keeping in touch with your family or close friends. I think that's super important. Yeah. Um, what do you do? You call them like once a week? Call or? them, text them, anything. Like, if I think about something, like if I see something on Twitter that reminds me of this person, I'll send it to them, get the conversation going. You know, just reach out every once in a while. Just try to stay close. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. You think that's helped out your life just in general just because? Yeah, I think, it, you know, when you have, I'm a, I think what you are is based on the relationships you have in your life. So if, I think if you have really strong and good, healthy relationships with the people around you, it's a lot easier to be a, a good person from, you know, from my standpoint. But um, so I'd say it's, it's just motivates me, you know, helps me feel good about myself and, and stay connected. Yeah, that's a good one. That's something I'm trying to do too. In my first it's year hard. out of school, it's like, you know, I'm in all these group chats with my buddies or whatever. And it's like, yeah, we send, you know, memes or jokes <laughs> or whatever, but like to actually call someone and have a conversation, yeah. it's like totally different. So, yeah. um, other than that, like, um, I mean, just trying to, trying to focus more on like, I guess my sleep, like how important that is, like, you know, getting in bed by like 10, 10 30, um, lights out. And I mean, college is hard cause you know, there's so much going on. Sometimes your sleep schedule is a little, mm-hmm. a little inconsistent. So I think especially this year. Cause of studying, right? You have to study. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm up late preparing for exams and yeah, at the library yeah. all the time. <laughs> What about so, you, Matt? Smallest change? Mm-hmm. Sleep would be a big one. Um, I would say actually, I would say probably yoga, to be honest, just in general. Just because like as I've gotten older, just my body tightens up so much. And I think just if I've noticed it when I don't do it, like I feel way, way worse. Even just like yeah. getting like simple things like getting up out of the off a couch or out of my locker, like I feel stiff. Yeah. And then if I do in yoga consistently, you know, I think that's good. just age. Is no, that why you bought no. that like bleacher seat for your locker? That, that's nice. <laughs> you have one too. You copied my idea. Yeah. Cause okay. I thought it was a good idea. So, no, no, you didn't say that. <laughs> what? You said you have one too. You so, have uh, one as well though. So don't you, you learn things from other people? Matt. That's yeah. Good. That's a good thing. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. I guess. So are you excited for yoga tomorrow? We yes. Have, we have yeah. Yoga. We have team yoga tomorrow. That's gonna be really nice. You should put that in a vlog. Have you put that in a vlog? Yoga? Mm-hmm. No. Do you like a, I just don't want to kind of mess with any meditation practices and mess with the chakras in the room by bringing in a camera or oh, something. Facts, facts. So, you know. True. <laughs> what did you uh, wish you did more of as a teenager, looking back like at your old self? Study. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you wish yeah. you studied more? Yeah. Uh, I think growing Wait, up. Wait, what was your major? Uh, sports management. Sports management. So, yeah. like, is that like to become an agent, or is that to become so like? It's more just working in sports, kind of like Wade, for example, um, like his job. Like, yeah. you know, you can be team op, you can do ticket sales, you know, just kind of go anywhere within. Which I always thought, like, if I couldn't pursue soccer as a profession, that would be a, a fun job for me that I would enjoy. Even though it's it's a lot of hours um it's a lot of work um but i think it's a good environment and just fun like i just like sports and team environments so mm-hmm. i just feel like i always need to be around that but why do you think you should have studied more like what was your gpa you got the degree right oh i thought you said teens so i was i was thinking more like 13 14 15 i was kind of more of a 
let's just go out and play soccer. Let's not worry about school, but school is very important. Mm. But what was your GPA in like high school? High school, I think I was like three, four. That's good. You wanted to be higher? Yeah, I think high school is not that hard. No, high school's easy. High school here compared to Spain Bro, I had is like a, so easy. I did nothing. I had like a 4.2. It was Yeah, easy. but you, that's just, that's just you. You, know, you have you guys a like have like the weighted GPAs? Where yeah. You could get, yeah. I think unweighted, I was like a 3.87 or something. Yeah. See, I don't even know the difference. Bro, like I felt like some, some classes you could just show up and just get yeah. an A, as long as you didn't have, like disrupt or do anything. That's funny though. I've never had anybody be like, yeah, I wish I studied more in my teens. I think it's... That's good. It's a good lesson though. I think it's really important. I I think there's a lot of kids out there who don't understand how having at least like a three, five Mm -hmm. can open up so many doors to get into colleges. Will it prolong your career? Because everyone's like, I want to play pro. I want to play pro. Well, if nothing comes along, if you have a three, five, you can keep playing for another four years. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if it'd be like... Well, and also you can get uh, academic scholarships too, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's, it's not easy to get f- your school fully paid for pl- by playing soccer either because of the amount of scholarships that we get. So yeah, if you can do 30% um, or anything like that to t- just help, uh, that's yeah, it's very important. Right. Yeah. Um, things I would have done different differently as a teen. I don't know. Um, I live life with no regrets, man. So <laughs> Definitely, I, I actually would have said study less. I was I was yeah. kind of a nerd in in high school, and I mean, Obviously. you know, my parents were. <laughs> Mar Mar's out there smoking cigs or something. <laughs> some <laughs> guys in, in Norman, o- and, yeah. <laughs> Norman, Oklahoma. No, no, no smoking, <laughs> no smoking. No, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, my parents were always very like emphasized academics, mm-hmm. and I'm glad they did because I I don't know if I would have gotten into IU without it. You yeah. know, considering you know where I was soccer wise, so. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I would have changed anything big. I guess I would have, um, maybe tried to like been, be more proactive and like, you know, setting stuff up with my buddies and not like waiting for people to like reach out to me and just mm-hmm. like, you know, be like, Hey, let's go do something. That's you know? an important one. Yeah. I actually saw something that it was like, uh, it was about like making friends even as an adult with no not being on a sports team or whatever, but it was like the advice was don't like be waiting for friends to invite you. Be the friend who's, oh, inviting everybody else because then you're part of the group. You make the group, you know, and you're always going to have like stuff going on. I was like that too, though. Like I was like, I would always like hit people up or hit my friends up and just be like, oh, what's what's going on? But I was always waiting for that. Right. Well, that's the thing is I would wait so long and then nothing would happen. Cause no one else would, you know, be planning anything. And then mm-hmm. it'd be like Friday. I'm like, Hey, let's go, let's go play basketball or something. Yeah. And everyone's like, Oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm like, God, shoot. You know? Yeah. I'm like, why can't I ever do anything? I'm like, well, maybe you should have a little more confidence. What about, what about Matt and his teens? What's his, I can see Matt in his teens now. He's skateboarding, wearing should we, flannels. Should we take a listen to pop punk music for sure? <laughs> Not, I was pretty, H&M. I was pretty balanced. Like I thought I studied the right amount. Like I had good grades, but like I, wouldn't say I need to study anymore because I, I, I thought I was a good balance with that. Yeah. I worked out, trained a lot. Uh, I don't know. I would probably say it probably have to do with girls, to be honest, like from 12 to 16, like just be more uh, like yourself around girls. Like I was always so nervous, like talking to them and stuff. That's a tough age. It's, it's tough. tough you know, bro. It's tough. Male, so. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if like, 
anyone is confident talking to girls at that age. Like, I don't know. I feel people like there are, were. Maybe that was just my middle school like brain yeah. or like high school brain thinking that. But no. yeah. What about like training wise, like soccer wise? Would you? Is there anything that you're looking back on how you trained or worked out or like fitness wise that you want to change? Oh my god, so much. Yeah, so much. I mean, if I knew what I know now, obviously about how to take care of your body, like. I, w- I was kind of like, you know, like your stereotypical like grinder. Like I was trying to train as much as I could because like that whole like, well, if I do two hours and this person does one, like, I'm you know, I'm getting an hour better and blah, blah, blah over time that builds up. And there's something to that for sure. But like I was also getting hurt a lot as I'm sitting here with an ankle injury, but I was also getting <laughs> hurt a lot. Ankles, in, in, ankles, I and mean. in high school, like you really shouldn't be having that many injuries like you're what, young. What like, injuries did you have? I mean, I had like a stress fracture in my back. You really? know, I was dealing with some like patella like all my injuries were overuse injuries Mm -hmm. so after the first couple of those i probably should have like had a look in the mirror and been like okay like we need to change something you're doing Mm -hmm. um because a lot of the stuff i was doing was just kind of like like busy work like yeah cone and ball drills are great but like you know can you go play pickup or like can you do something that'll improve your tactical iq too without Mm -hmm. putting as much wear on your body you know that's a huge one yeah yeah that, yeah, I, I had to learn that too. Like even like, like even for me, I, athleticism fitness wise was never a problem for me, but yet I, I was trained. What are you smiling over there for? He's an athletic <laughs> guy, you know, he's a fit guy. From like 18 on, it was never fitness, athleticism, all that stuff. I was like, okay, I, I have it. But like technique wise and like tactical understanding of the game was not there. And yeah. like even a Rondo, I could not do a Rondo. And so it's like, I was working so hard on doing stuff like that would be very like strenuous on my body, running around, doing all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. jumping over stuff. When it's like, okay, you can just stay still, do a rondo for 30 minutes. That's going to improve you way more than your hour long workout without the ball yeah. doing this. Yeah, Even though you do need both, but like I was way too much on that side. I think like setting a good schedule and like planning out your weeks like of training, like, okay, I have team training these days, these days. So I'm going to focus on, you know, if I do extra stuff, like, watching film of a player I look up to so that you're not putting like double the load on your body. And then Mm -hmm. you maximize the other days with, you know, maybe one day like technical work. And then I don't know, you kind of mix and match and you work smarter, not harder. Um, Mm -hmm. It's more efficient. I'd say just more like consistent training. Um, Like in Spain, when you're growing up, uh, at least when I was, I don't know if it's changed by now, but you train three times a week. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but then Tuesday, Thursdays, me and my, best friend would just go to the park where there's a, a like a futsal mm-hmm. um place and people just come there you play pickup so you're getting you're playing every day and when i moved here it's like you only train three times a week but there's not people to go train with all the time and i, and I mean it was more on me i didn't make the effort to like create those situations either so i think i could go back do more consistent training especially 15 16 17 18 are so important to where your ceiling could be if you do put those hours in. Mm-hmm. And then uh, also the gym. Like I never touched the gym until I went to college. And I remember my first semester there, I was, and we were in the gym all the time. I was like, what is, I hated it. I didn't mm-hmm. like it. I didn't understand the benefits that could come from it. So that's why I was a little bit maybe against it. But then as soon as I kind of consistently did the gym and I saw the benefits for the on-field stuff, I was like, oh, you're more, you know, more fit, easier to recover stronger you know you can it improves all your metrics so Mm -hmm. it's very important oh yeah yeah. so like i think a lot of uh, i think a lot of players they go and have their collegiate like first real weightlifting in college with 
American football coaches where you're doing mm. like heavy, heavy like snatches or, or uh, power hand, cleans hand or stuff. Cleans, yeah. And like, it's not like, I mean, those are good exercises in the right times and the right amounts, whatever. But like, like we were doing the stupidest shit, like with the American football coaches at yeah. UC Davis, like just really, really dumb. And then like, I was like, even then I was like, kind of took to it. Like, it was like, okay. But then I wasn't doing any of like the small tight band work to work on my hip flexor or to work on whatever. Well, so like finding the balance was really important yeah. to me. Well, the other day that. we're talking about how back then on YouTube, you would search soccer workout mm -hmm. and there was nothing. Yeah. Now you look up soccer workout, Man City, whatever. They have all their channels explaining Matt what Sheldon. they do. Become elite. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, so now it's like, you have no excuse. You could just look up on YouTube, whatever yeah. you want, and you will have actual good information there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the same thing, like I, I even working out by myself or whatever, my brother, I take my brother and I, I would just make up workouts to do. Like we're doing like, okay, do 10 burpees, jump over this cone, <laughs> shoot the ball. And then I had no idea. <laughs> like I was just doing stuff, you know, right. like it's kind of what you were just like working hard to work hard. If I was sweating yeah. and I was tired to me, that was like, I'm improving as a player, which is, I mean, I was pushing myself, but there was way, way smarter things that I could be doing. Right. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, good, uh, good, good, good talk on that one. Let me pull up the next question because I didn't prepare for this one. Um, oh, yeah. What was the best, best player that you've played against or with? Um, I would say, I and mean. You don't have to say me just because I'm here. <laughs> I would say probably, I mean. Like in terms of like what they've gone on to do in their career. So like when I was 12, I got called into like the U14, like youth national team. Really? Yeah. So that was cool. That was like, I wasn't there for very long. Don't get me wrong, but it was a cool <laughs> experience. But Polisic was in that camp. It was the 98 uh -huh. class. So like I got to play with like a young Polisic, a young McKinney, like a bunch of those 98 Damn. guys who, Luca De La Torre, who are now like, you know, obviously over in Europe. Like, yeah superstars that was cool so in terms of what they've gone on to do but at the time i was playing with them i would say probably the best player i played with was uh andrew gutman mm -hmm. he uh he plays for uh atlanta united now okay he's a left back and he i mean he won the herman uh my sophomore year and he was just absurdly dominant scored 10 goals from left back so yeah that's pretty good it's pretty crazy that's pretty good. i'll say playing against i mean we played against lucas delarion Mm -hmm. This past preseason, oh, okay. wow. Yeah. That's just, when you see that on the pitch, like how different he is. I second that actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah he just, uh, the best player. That was a cool experience. Yeah. But it's like chasing a shadow. <laughs> I remember my sophomore year, we played against Akron in Sweet 16 against Richie Larea. Mm -hmm. Wow. I was so impressed by him. I thought he was so good. Um, the best player I played with was a kid of uh, SMU. His name is Johnny Lujano. And what was so impressive about him, one, he w he understood the game tactically so well. It, it was impressive to see that at that age. But the other thing is just his leadership. We're talking about this, how being a leader is so difficult. And you know, a good soccer player at the same time is so hard to come by, mm -hmm. you know, because you just have to think about everyone first instead of yourself. So if you're having a bad game, it doesn't matter. It's like, you know, you have to be there for your teammates. And he was just an amazing leader for our team uh, back then. And the year after he left, because he was older than us, we sucked the next year because we were we didn't have a leader to replace him, of course. And that's just such a huge deal in soccer, in my opinion, mm -hmm. is you look at all the good teams, go look at their leaders. They have amazing leaders that be on the coaching staff or on the, or on the field. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's sick. Um, what about you, Matt? The best player I've played with? With and against. We'll do both. Against Kaka. That was cool. Wow. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that was one of the coolest Very moments crazy. of my life. The best part is it was preseason in, in St. Louis, and we were like literally like to the point of people were going to get in a fist fight, arguing who had the privilege of going up to him and asking for his kit after the, <laughs> after the game. Like people were like mad, arguing. One's like, I'm the captain. I'm going to do this. There's like all this stuff. People talking about their stories, about how they watched him play and everything, trying to like say their, their piece about why they should do it. And then at halftime, he just goes, just leaves, just leaves the game, goes back home. So Kaka didn't even make it for the full game. So that's nobody what, got to ask him anything. That's what you all get for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was funny. And then with, I would probably say, I would probably say Richard Chaplow. He's the coach at Orange County now, but he played in, uh, played at like Southampton for a number of years. Uh, yeah, just you really. played with him? Yeah, in oh, Orange County. Now he's uh, coaching Orange County. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But yeah, okay. I played with him when he was there. That was like his last or second to last year before he retired. And he's just solid. Just like nothing like, I mean, he was pretty technical, but just so smart. He was just had everything. Like he was smart, athletic, fast, yeah. like really, really just so technical with the ball, aggressive. Like I felt like he could just, his worst trait was probably some of our players, like all their best traits, you know? Well, we were talking about how, it's so fun when you have someone on the team that you just by watching them play, you learn and you get better. Yeah. yeah. I'll say something on our team, for example, Robbie, mm-hmm. like when I watch Robbie train and the movements he does, it just kind of like helps me be better. And like, I'll see something that inspires me or something, you know, yeah. like I was seeing him do a little turn drill, like find this, like a long ball mm-hmm. and the way he lined up his weak foot, how fast he did it and how effortlessly did it. I was like, Wow, like that's yeah. so impressive, and it's fun to always have someone like that on the team. Right. Yeah, it's good to see that because then because you, you're thinking it. like, okay, I'm here, like I'm there. I'm not even. Yeah, I'm not. And then I, that's what I need that. to be doing. It. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, I'm not there. Yeah, well. yeah. Well. That's important. What? <laughs> it's okay, man. I haven't experienced that. I'm, I'm, well, I'm talking through you, like what you're probably yeah, experiencing. Yeah, I I haven't been there. I've never been like, oh, I'm not there yet. Like it's always been, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, easy. You okay. can do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Must be nice. Pretty solid to that. But yeah, no. What what about your best, like your, have you had an experience where, not that you're like, I've made it, but you're an experience where like, this is the coolest, like professional experience I've had where you're like, okay, this is what I dreamed of as a kid. And now I'm here. Is there anything that you had that, you Um, had that moment? Yeah. Whether that was signing your contract in a a stadium or play going up against, you know, these players or whatever. I mean, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I think, yeah, like playing in uh, playing in San Antonio was really cool because that stadium is, mm-hmm. is really cool and that setup. And um, I don't know, e- even just like when I made my debut, like afterwards, I was just kind of thinking about it. I'm like, well, there it was, you mm-hmm. know, like that was it. Like that's what I've worked for my entire <laughs> life. And I just, you know, and then, yeah. but, but, you know, I mean, you can't, you can't dwell on that for too long because mm-hmm. then you kind of got to move on to the next thing because... If you, if you, you know, dwell on stuff for too long, then you don't mm-hmm. get better. But I'll say like, like when you see them score a screamer in the Champions League and you see them like run to the flag, like you see their face, the player, and you're like, that feeling has to be insane. Now, us, like obviously when we score goals in the USL, it's not the same amount of fans, not mm-hmm. the same intensity, but I think scoring your first professional goal is a feeling that you would 
you will always remember. Yeah. I, you know, I remember exactly the whole play. You, you know, it's just, I think that that was a, a feeling that when that happened, I was like, it is all worth it. You know, all the mm. hours you put in, all the suffering that you've gone through. Um, it's, it's all worth it at the end of the day. Right. And you know, even with all the goals I score, yeah. um, everyone's special. They're like a <laughs> snowflake. No, I'm just kidding. I don't score. We'll get there. We'll get there. Long time to get my first professional goal. <laughs> How long? Four or five seasons. Okay, so I got some time still. Yeah, you got a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, right back. It's tough. Yeah, you know, it is. Right it is. And I don't go up for corners a lot of the time. I get put back there. So like, yeah. happens when. What? When you're not. The- no, but the first one for sure. The first goal was like yeah. crazy. I still. Right. I was so so excited about it. Who was it cool. against? Birmingham Legion Birmingham. Mm-hmm. at home with Wolves. Tulsa with Tulsa score we ended up winning 3-1 and right after that gave up a penalty so pretty cool <laughs> we brought you right back down to reality <laughs> canceled it out yeah the no, it was like in the second half yeah. but yeah. it was yeah. funny but no it was cool who's who's yours against mine was against Atlanta too 90th okay. minute to tie it at home or away oh okay away yeah Home's always, home goals are always way, yeah. way better because the yeah. whole fans are celebrating and everything. Sure. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah, I had a, my, one of my <laughs> biggest moment with that was like, what? Joe can't put any, have any input. Yeah, so when I scored. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought you were, you had I took, a. I took a shot on target the other game. Yeah, yeah. Enoch ended that up was finishing in. it. Yeah, that was yeah. the play. Yeah. Enoch finished that one. Oh, yeah. I, I thought you were going to finish that. Uh, I would have counted as an assist in college. College assists are oh, so the hockey funny. assist? Oh, I was a hockey assist merchant. <laughs> Whip the ball out wide to the winger. He whips in the cross. You know, five yard pass. I used to. We used to do this play. Me and a kid on our team, Victor Bezerra. Uh, it, like instead of just hitting the free kick, I would kind of roll it to the side a little bit, and then mm-hmm. he would hit it. So I racked up one season. I racked up like three or four assists just by rolling the rolling the ball to this kid and banging it. Work smarter, not harder. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Work I'm imagining. Smart. I'm imagining Joe's highlight video from college. Just him. Just whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that. Maybe we should put you on free kicks because you know the whole that would be moving. The ball would be moving because mm-hmm. you you went stopped balls. Did they do know it. that? Do the fans know that? I haven't talked about it publicly, mm. but I have a uh, irrational fear of hitting a stopped ball yeah uh what for whatever reason yeah not not really like i mean i can do it kind of like but it gets in my head like i'll be thinking in the game or even like you know the corner were you there with my corner so, wait so when we play horseshoes you roll it out a little bit right? yeah always roll yeah really yeah, yeah. really mm-hmm. wow. always 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 never, yeah i don't That's know so weird i've I, never heard of that yeah it's and it it's for me it, it almost like it was like a I catch 22, but it was like a cycle. It's like a repeating cycle or whatever because it's like, oh, I hit a bad one or a bad free kick and it stopped. And I'm, then all of a sudden I'm thinking too much. I have too much to, time to think. It's like and the I'm, yips and all, golf yeah. or something. Yeah. All I'm thinking about is like, okay, the last time I did this, you do it. Just don't look like an idiot. And then I just can't do it. I mean, explain I, the corner situation. Explain. We don't have to go to that. Oh, come on. <laughs> It'll be fun. There's one day, there's one day in, um, in training where it was right before you guys let, left for Colorado. Mm-hmm. And like, I wasn't traveling because of my red card. And they're like, okay, Matt, get on the corners, like whip some in. And I was like, okay. First one, terrible, right to the near post. I think it got like two feet off the ground. And then I'm like, okay, here we go. Just don't do it again. All in my head, I was thinking, just don't hit the same ball, hit it back post, whatever. And then I go up to it and I'm just like panic, like lock up and I just try to swing too hard. And I'm not just relaxed, just whipping it in. And then another same exact thing right to the near post. 
Third one, right to the near post. Okay, go to the other side now, whatever. Switch it over to the other side. First one, right to the near post. I know I chipped at the back post. Yeah. I was like, oh man. Then Robbie stepped in and finished it out yeah. for me. We might have to go get footage of that. We might have to no, that. I don't think you just posted a turning clip. No, Spideo wasn't on that day. Oh, okay. Yeah, luckily. Yeah. Well, but, it's funny that you think that you're talking like how much you're overthinking. I think you play your best when you when you're playing and you're consciously not thinking yeah. about oh my first touch the ball's coming. I need to have this certain touch, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'll say like in preseason, like. I'll have those moments where like I'm, I need to take this first touch in order to shoot and it has to be perfect. And so I'm thinking about that. And I think that's a fun or not a fun thing. It's like the worst part about preseason is like you have to get those automatisms back without, but they're not there yet. So mm-hmm. then you're taking extra touches and you're, that's maybe that's why we is don't automatism like that. a word. Automatism. No. Automatisms. Automatisms. Uh, Auto. I'm going to have to edit that one out then. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, yeah. I took me a while. My first, my whole first year, I felt like playing pro was all me thinking mm. like that, like everything, like whatever, doing a move. It's like, yeah. okay, okay, do a step over here. Like not just going and playing. Well, that's why, like, like you look at, like when we were playing this against Zell Ryan with a crew, like when he does that little shoulder faint, yeah. you think he's th- like. He's not even thinking about his touch that's coming. No, he's he just, he's, he's like feeling you. Mm-hmm. And then he just does it and he's gone. Yeah. And it's I, like. W- one of my, one of the players that was kind of like that, where we talked about, where you just like to watch was Lebo Maloto at Tulsa. He's still there. So, this guy's so technical. I'm uh, going to throw him on the bus. He's the worst, one of the worst athletes I've ever seen. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lebo. He's a decent athlete. He's decent, but what he's not you? fast. He's, he's quick. He's shifty. He's shifty. And, but like he's impossible in tight space rondos wherever you can ping the ball into him you can do whatever if I was ever in trouble just pass it to Lebo and he'll get you out of that situation mm-hmm. like he's so smart and tactical and I was talking to him about like the touch where it's like you know the ball starts to come to him and I'm like how do you like you're always either taking cutting it back the opposite way of the guy you're letting it roll across you and he's like I don't decide until the very last minute what I'm going to do like the ball's coming into him and he's like seeing where the defender goes. If the defender slightly starts to move outside, he's chopping it back to the left. Right. The defender starts to predict that he's letting it roll across. And he's so like, like cool. just reactive, never thinking at all. It's just great. It was really cool to see. I'm like, damn, cause I was always thinking the ball's coming to me, take this inside, inside, inside here. It's, I was like, okay, let it just, right. let it happen. Yeah. Well, a good coach that I had in college. So, I mean, me. <laughs> Just lurking over there in the background. <laughs> a good coach that I had uh, at SMU when I was starting, to, they kind of moved me back into like the six, eight position. And he was telling me, he's like, attacking is 75% thinking and positioning and 25% is running. So the more you think and the more you position yourself perfectly, the easier that play will be for you to execute, mm-hmm. which is soccer comes down to execution at the end of the day. And that when he said that, it just really unlocked me in a different way for my offensive mm-hmm. game, I would say. Yeah, I think even defense is even more like thinking about that and like positioning wise too. Because mm-hmm. like, it's just so like, if you, you know, who, somebody said it, like if you have to slide tackle, it means that you've made a mistake. Oh yeah, yeah. Some, some Maldini or someone. I don't know if it's, I don't it might know. be an internet remember. quote though. You know. Might be, yeah, it might be fake. They just put their name at the end of it. <laughs> so it's like, oh, Maldini said it, so he must be right. Some become elite Instagram account yeah. just <laughs> makes that you up. You should do it, Maldini quote, yeah. Matt Schell, yeah. like the office. The office. <laughs> well, but you, no, it is true though. I feel like so many times, like 
if you're defending, the best thing you can do is just have them come at you, like start dribbling and then go, no, it's not on, cut it back, play it back. Like mm. you did your job. Yeah. Like sometimes you need to tackle, but a lot of times it's just being in the right moments, delaying it. So, well, right. You were kind of saying that after your game at center back the other day, how much more it's just about positioning and mm-hmm. not as much running. Mm. You constantly have to be switched on. Yeah, yeah. always thinking. I didn't like it. Yeah, you're not good at that. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. What about that? What do you, what's your opinion on like playing different positions like that? Like you've you've played six all through college, right? So it's interesting when I when I was younger, like growing up, I played up top, uh, and then slowly over my career, I slowly kind of moved yeah. back. Everybody which does. I that. guess is kind of how it goes, yeah. right? But yeah. like, not yeah, not I used to I used to be a <laughs> yeah. Maro's moved forward actually, which mm-hmm. is pretty crazy. But um. Yeah, so I played up top, and then once I got to college, uh, I didn't play. I played right bench, um, which was a new position for me. That's great. Um, <laughs> but no, at, once I once I was finally playing uh, at IU, I was kind of playing like a ten roll, maybe out wide, kind of like inverted. Um, and then yeah, eventually they were like, you know what, we're gonna try you at the six. Like you know, we kind of have a positional need. Like we think you can learn that. Um, and that was like probably the biggest learning curve I've ever had to go through because I've always kind of naturally been able to kind of I've, I've always had like a decent feel for the game, you would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but like tactically, um, just like splitting spaces defensively as a six was something completely new to me. Um, you know, where to pick up the ball, when to like get the ball, you know, mm-hmm. when to want the ball. That that was all completely new. So, um Yeah. Sorry, Matt's cat is, you know, checking out my ankle. You're in his home. I would say um, with different positions, like when you have two two center mids, right, the two eights, okay, um, like as a coach, I think you should tell, because maybe I'm better at arriving in the box than you might be, right? Mm-hmm. And you're better at covering spaces in behind our positions, so then you have that response. So I think it's it's – it's good to know when you get moved into a new position by a coach that he explains what he wants from you because you might have a certain quality in that position mm-hmm. that another player in that same position doesn't have. So that's why you're coming into this position on the team. And I think coaches can sometimes miss that. You know, they just think like you might know that and you're like, well, it would just be a lot easier. Yeah. To yeah. Know if, if you can communicate in that regard. It's good too. It's good even for your career if you can play a couple like if you could play six eight play with something else just in case because you never know like injury wise where you have to step in even for me like i wasn't starting for the last couple games uh after injuries i get an opportunity at center back now i'm right now as of now gonna be starting in the next game at center back it's like okay what's my opportunity to get on the field like you always give me those early in the week we'll see we'll see we'll see Uh Hopefully. I guess it's posted after the week, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, same thing. Like, I was like, okay, I'm center back's not my favorite position, but I, I'm on the field, so I'm happy right. about that. No, you did well. You did well in that game. Thank you, Mario. Appreciate it. It's different, though. Center back's interesting. Interesting position. Mm-hmm. What uh, what do you want to do after after your career's all done? Um, I'd, I'll go first because I definitely know the answer to this one, so I don't have to think about this one. Um. um no, I mean, I my <laughs> degree was in finance, so maybe something in the financial industry. Um, Moved to New York, become a Wall yeah, Street Yeah, maybe. Girl. I mean, my girlfriend lives right around there anyway, so it might might be good. I'll be, mm-hmm. you know. You might, getting his coffee. you might be getting his coffee in the future. You never know. Maybe. 
Maybe. Big time, big time financial. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> I want to do coaching. Um, I've always loved the coaching side of our sport. Tactics, anything within any games, I've always enjoyed trying to like learn new tactics or like if we're playing a new, if we're playing a board game, I will immediately Google tips for <laughs> X game, you know, because I'm just trying to, you know, obviously comp- competitor, you know, as well. So I think I want to stay tied to the game as much as I can. And the only way to do that past a certain age is through coaching. So what level? It's a great question. I don't know. Um, I think if I had a guess right now, I probably more collegiate. Um, I think helping shape young men, not just on the field, but off the field, you know, um, is very important. And that's what I got. And I'm always be grateful uh, for that. So Uh I think it's. Do you have an assistant coach like that in college that really helped you or? Assistant coaches, coach, yeah. Um, Like I still, I. I keep in touch with all my coaches that I've had in the mm-hmm. past and it's just, I've gotten certain things from each of them soccer wise and, and just forming yourself as a person. So, and just really appreciate it about that. You want to, <laughs> I don't you know why you make a smiling and laughing at me. You're the one smiling yeah, first. No, no, no. I got nothing to say. Do you but, want to be involved in the game once you're done or is it straight? I mean, I'm, yeah, once you're done, I'm done. I, I would love to. I mean, I, you know, may, maybe not in a coaching role. I, I don't know. I would love to one day like be involved, like maybe on the in the business side of of soccer, like technical director side. for a club or something. Yeah, I don't know, or even even like you know like a general manager role. I think would be really fun. You know, like mm-hmm. obviously there's only so many opportunities for that, and it's pretty competitive. Yeah. Um, to do something like that, but like you know, getting getting to kind of scout and like put together a team and like build a roster like it's like real life you know fantasy football or something like that so i think that'd be cool football manager yeah what about exactly. you? i was actually gonna ask you that question the other day and i just i forgot since you're yeah i want to coach in the prem that's the coach oh, okay. straight over there just right right away well man united might be looking for maybe maybe a couple couple more games we actually give me a couple more the, weeks the, what are your thoughts on uh brentford this we watched the replay this morning Oh wow! Mimi said that Manu was embarrassing well, for those of you yeah, listening. She's not wrong. <laughs> Who are you a fan of? Like, what's your team? Arsenal. Ar- oh, Arsenal. God. Another one on the team. That's a lot. You so you been watching that documentary? I right? love, bro. All or nothing documentaries are so yeah. good. I, I I suddenly like Arteta. You know, yeah, I know. <laughs> like the way he yeah. like even even like he he'll go up and like draw something on that board before mm-hmm. his pictures yeah he like so draws good. pictures like Bro. how does this work like how does this get yeah martin odegaard motivated mm-hmm. but like i don't know the, the stuff he is, says me and robbie good. were talking about that in the hotel i'm like yeah. no arteta's the kind of guy who goes up there and just like looks at something and goes we need to be like a television television today and odegaard you're the remote like you're right. the remote like just right. crazy something out there <laughs> it relates it to some life right. lesson it's so funny but no those documentaries are so sick because it like i love how you can see inside of like teams like that yeah, right. but no to answer your question i don't i i don't want to be i don't think i want to be a professional coach i think college would be cool but like i like that age where like two of like uh coaching kids of like 18 to 22 yeah. and my dream like my ultimate dream of what i could do is have like a facility where it's like a become elite facility like a small training center gym and have players come in either, you know, during their collegiate careers, when they're playing NPSL, UPSL, or even pros in offseason, come in, train them, do like podcasts, talk to them about it, and then help them link up with agents or push them on 
to get other opportunities or something like that. I think that'd be, that'd cool. be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Man. yeah that's what I think. I, I feel like, I feel like college is like, if you're going to be a coach, college is definitely the way to go. It's stability. But yeah, I mean, you want to talk about moving and stuff like professional game. If you're a professional coach, like mm-hmm. there's no guarantee. <laughs> and that'd be a positive. That was a negative for when, you know, when you are playing college soccer, well, you know, you got your Christmases, you got your summers mm-hmm. as a coach. Like, yeah, true. It's not bad. You can run a camp like the Maro Cicero ID camp and make like half a million dollars <laughs> in a few weeks. I mean, if you're the financial guy That's running crazy. it, it sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. Let me wash some money real quick. Are you, are you got like, are you looking forward to whenever you go on after playing, like having the stability like that, where you can like, I'm going to be here for five years and you're going to looking forward to that. Or you think you're going to miss like the excitement of bouncing around, not knowing you're going to be every year. Not that, but I mean, yeah. you're definitely going to miss yeah. being a part of a locker room. Be in the locker room for sure. Yeah. Number one thing Number I'm going to miss. Thing. Like that's the best part for sure. Gosh, you guys are so old. You're talking about like after your careers. I'm far away. Yeah. I'm far yeah. away. Yeah. It, it can be any year for anyone yeah, at this level. I know. <laughs> so, I'm telling, I've seen people retire yeah, 25. That's true. You yeah. just never know. Um, it's not easy to stay playing uh, right. in, those, in these leagues. I just so want, shut up, Joe. I just want to call you guys <laughs> old as hey, much as I can. made it already. I think I would also miss like just seeing how much you can improve yeah. at the game you love, you know, like going mm-hmm. one season to a different, to another season, you see how you just start building on that. And I think that's just a really fun experience to do. Mm-hmm. That is, that's one of my favorite things too. Yeah. Like even the thing I post on Instagram, my, the, the touch sequence that I had, mm-hmm. like bro, in college, people were like calling me a donkey all the time, like yeah. joking around, the ball would be up in the air, like, oh, let's see Shelly, Matt, Matt, <laughs> let's see your touch. Cause they knew I was gonna fuck it Remember up. Remember like, Mario's with the group? Yeah. <laughs> It was bad. It was really bad. And I was like so embarrassed my freshman year that like I need to improve this. So I'd be going out training all the time working on that because I was like, I hated it so much being yeah. that guy on the team that couldn't do that. Good. So See, bullying works sometimes. So seeing, <laughs> no, I agree. I agree with you, Mara. 100%. That's a joke, guys. It's a joke. Man. It's a joke. Bullying in the right amounts. Yes. Tasteful bullying. Tasteful bullying. Yeah. It does. But no, I mean, it is true. Microdosing right? bullying. Yeah, but I think I'm gonna miss the the locker room. I'm gonna miss having something every single day, really working towards and improving. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think regular people have goals too, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I yeah yeah they do they do. It, I feel like it's different. I don't know. Like I don't think anybody. I don't. I it's just because it's just because you're not there yet. Like you don't yeah. know like what that goal would be. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you could have Chris on the pod and ask him. He just transitioned from being a player to a coach. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Uh, it'd be tough. I I would. It'd be weird to make that With, transition because it's like Chris is one year older than me. Yeah. It'd be so interesting. All, like I even think of when I see him at the coaching table. I'm like that. Like oh, he's he's 31. Yeah. That's crazy. He is actually. <laughs> oh, he's not 28? No, actually, now that I think about it, he is 28. Yeah. He was born in 95. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, last couple questions for you guys. Um, obviously, right now, a lot of people listening are, are want to play pro. Usually, they're between like 15 and 22, like right around that age of pushing on the pro level. Uh, what's one piece of, of advice you have for them in order for them to one day follow in your guys' footsteps? Um, 
I think for me, from my own experience, like I've learned that like you have to, you just like have to bet on yourself um, and don't be afraid to take a chance and take a risk on yourself. And, you know, um, like again, like I kind of, you know, got, got into my college based on going to camps and got my professional contract based on going on trial, you know, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing kind of came, came to me and not that things come to people like obviously you earn everything in this game, but mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, you have to be willing to, to maybe go outside your comfort zone and, and kind of leave your, leave your safety of, of whatever you're doing and, and hope, hope that you can find something better. Yeah. Cause it's yeah. very comfortable once you get on it, even now, like even thinking about a different team, you're like, yeah. well, it's comfortable here. Like you like, you know, your coaches, you know how we play, you know, you have your teammates, and then if like an opportunity comes up in an MLS team or a USL team, there's always that little part of you that's like, mm. yeah, I'm going to have to start over again. But like, yeah. it works. Right. I'd say something uh, that can be overlooked and that could actually help you in, to make it in your career is just be a good person throughout this process. Because we're not Ronaldo's, you know. You can deal with Ronaldo's if he's a bad not saying he's a bad person, but he has so much yeah. talent that mm-hmm. if he's, you know, a bad team or something, you just kind of have to deal with it, you know? Um, so just being a good person throughout the whole process and people wanting to be around you will help you be make teams at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Like, there's so slim margins that, okay, these people are the same level. I'm going to take the person that's going to help me, you know, just be a good person on the team, be a good leader. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd say just, yeah, be a good person throughout the process. You will make the process easier. And you'll hopefully get some lifelong relationships that then you're 20 years down the line and you're talking with your college soccer boys, you know, remember that one game right. that we won in double OT and <laughs> overtime in college. Yeah. Overtime's great. <laughs> Golden goal. No, I'd, I'd echo what Marlo said. And I'd add too that like, this is such a small circle, like the yeah. higher up in level you get, like pretty much everyone's played with each other knows everyone like the mm-hmm. coaching staffs all kind of know each other. So like, if you can develop a, a good reputation, mm-hmm. can go a really long way. And, and yeah. on the flip side, if you develop a bad reputation and, hey, this guy's got an ego, he's not a great teammate, like, can really affect your career. So. I, had a, I had a friend, um, Ivan Mirkovic. I played with him at Sacramento Republic. or I trained when I was just a training player. Mm-hmm. I was there and I just came, you know, I was, I was quiet, just did my work. I was just the, you know, the 22-year-old kid on the team doing that. And then I went off to Germany and did all the like, couple trials. And then he hit me up to invite me to come in on to, into training uh, at, when he was at Orange County for a trial. And so I was like, I took it up. And then I asked him like a couple weeks later after I've already made the team. And I was like, why did you, you know, like invite me? I feel like, you know, like there's other pros, right backs even that were better than me. He's like, yeah, I just felt like you're a good kid. Like obviously you were good enough yeah. to be here. All, a lot of those other pros were under contract as well. But like you shut up you couldn't do your work you worked hard like i thought you were good and thought you deserved an opportunity i was like cool yeah and then he just said and then most of the other ones also were under contracts at the time so you were kind of like third on the list <laughs> but it's true it, it, does yeah, work. it doesn't matter it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter. matter yeah this is how it goes um so yeah that and then i'd also say just in, enjoy it just know that it doesn't last forever it can it can end at any moment so just in just enjoy being in the locker room, whatever level you're at, you know, high school, club, college. Um, you know, just know that you can't do it forever. So really push yourself for it. I'm going to tell that to you when you show up grumpy in the locker room now. I've been pretty good about that ever since. You have been happier. 
the first third of the season, I'll say, you know, it's <laughs> focusing too much on the results. You know what's funny though? Like I always like try to tell myself about, oh yeah, take a step back and realize that you're like, you know, 13 year old self would be so stoked right now to see you playing pro or whatever. I've seen that TikTok. Room. Yeah. yeah you saw say. the TikTok. You guys saw the TikTok. Well, actually, it. I didn't see that TikTok. Didn't TikTok. <laughs> but uh, it is like, it is hard though, because like we're so like being just a pro footballer or pro athlete in general, like you're so competitive. All you're thinking about is like the next goal, next mm-hmm. goal. So it's like, oh, now you're thinking about, you can be hung up on not playing, not whatever, an injury, hung up on that you're not playing in an MLS or jealous of whatever, but you're like, okay. It is really important to take a step back and realize, okay, this is still pretty cool that yeah, I'm here. Get to play soccer for a living. Yeah. be doing a lot of worse things. So. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else? Anything else you want to say? I'll just say thank you for having us on the podcast. Yeah, thanks was, for having us. Happy really early birthday. Thank you. I'm excited for your... 27th 35th? birthday? 27. 27. Oh, yeah. The number keeps changing. It's crazy. No, 27. It's 27 this year. Yeah. Should be a fun party coming up this Monday, huh? Yeah, we'll see. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you.